Tony Solar. This. This. This is What's Up. Hey, What's Up, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us for another episode of What's Up, presented by Gerny Solar. Um, I'm here with Marie Burquist. Hey, uh, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to be chatting with um, Corey Knoll and Morgan Altizer uh, from Aurora Solar. I am very excited to talk with them. I know you've been working closely with them for the past few months uh, on the Aurora Solar platform that that we're using. Um, what are your thoughts from you know your vantage point of using the platform? How has it been from the solar installer perspective? Yeah. So. Um... You know, we I've been meeting with with uh, Corey and Morgan for more than six months at this point, uh, basically every week, uh, you know, uh, you know, Corey and Morgan, if you're listening to this, you know, we're basically best friends at this point. So uh, but we are, um, you know, the the overall use of Aurora, I mean, it's just really, you know, really helped our design, our design capabilities, you know, when we're going and we're speaking with clients and yeah, it's just really helped um, with a with the overall customer experience, which is just like the forefront of, of what we do. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get into this interview with them. Um, I think it's going to be really cool to see their perspective and some of the kind of maybe get a peek under the hood of some of the internal workings at Aurora. Yeah. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Aurora. All right, we are now joined by um, uh, Morgan Altier and uh, Corey Knoll from Aurora Solar. Thank you both for uh, jumping on with us today and chatting with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so why don't we, I'd love to start off and just kind of in, uh, have you guys introduce yourselves. Um, maybe talk a little bit about your role and uh, you know, maybe introduce Aurora Solar. Uh, what do you guys do? We'll go ahead and let Morgan kick us off. <laughs> Um, yeah, hi, I'm I'm Morgan. I've been with Aurora for a little over four years now, roughly about four and a half. So back when we were about 50 people, you know, really a true Silicon Valley startup. Um, and I have spent the last four years building our sales organization. So I've held a lot of different positions within the sales organization and, and my most recent position uh, with our enterprise sales team, working with uh, folks like Connor and the folks over at GRNE to make sure that they are successful in the field selling Aurora. Um, I did get my start in solar right out of school. I worked for the you know, Tesla Solar City conglomerate uh, with an iPad in hand in a Home Depot, qualifying customers for solar, walking around for eight hours a day. Eventually, I did sell solar at the kitchen table in home under the Tesla brand and got a lot of experience there. So when I started at Aurora, uh, I was very keen to understand how we could help uh, people like me when I was in the field and I was blown away on my very first day of looking at our software and seeing what it can do and it continues to amaze me uh, seeing how we can make everyone's job easier uh, while they're sitting with the homeowner so that's a little bit about me Corey over to you yeah thanks uh, I have a similar story so I've only been here two years uh, but Morgan and I have worked together quite a bit of that two years but I did start in the solar industry um, as a sales rep as well um, unlike Morgan I actually started with a startup so a very small organization here in Colorado where I'm located um, that was 2014 I spent six years there uh, doing doing various things in the sales training and customer service roles uh, but I 
quickly uh, realized that my passion was for data uh, and, and really uh, wanted to shift my focus to uh, keeping the customer, uh, you know, keeping the customer experience uh, a part of my role, but also be uh, to work with software as a service. So I, I shifted into uh, this line of work and I couldn't be happier. It really marries the two things I'm passionate about. Um, when I, uh, in college, I studied sustainability. So it was, it was really important to me to do something about the environment. And I am now a father of three boys. Uh, so now I'm really focused on the future and, and what kind of world we're leaving for them. So, um, I'm glad I'm able to marry data and, and clean energy. That's incredible. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I also mentioned that, uh, Corey and I are, are both NABSEP certified professionals, as are many people at Aurora. We actually run an, an internal program to get a lot of um, our go-to-market team certified under NABCEPs. Uh, most of us are PV Associate certified. Corey, I can't recall your exact certification, but um, Aurora cares deeply about learning the solar industry. So I'm talking to two NABCEP professionals. Yeah, and we can definitely tell the difference with this product because we've obviously been Connor and I both started on the exact same day here, and uh, we've used all sorts of different platforms. And I remember, I think it was a couple of years ago when we first started the relationship with Aurora, um, just to demo the product. And it blew everyone away of just how thoughtful it is. And we really don't use the podcast platform to like, um, uh, I guess, commercialize or like, you know, throw out a commercial for a product, but you guys tip it. You guys absolutely have something unique here. Um, and it's not, it is so thoughtful and so built out. So I am not shocked at all that you mentioned you have the, there's a lot of team that has the NAPSEP certification, um, and just the wealth of knowledge of solar industry. Um, so with that, I want to ask, um, Corey, how can outdated technology hinder the growth of the solar industry? Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate uh, the questions and, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, so, so thanks again. Uh, yeah, so I think that what we've seen um, over the last really, I think over the last 10 years, but really we could stretch that maybe to a couple decades, is that there was, there was a stage in the solar game where everything was very manual. So uh, reps were going out into the field, they were measuring rooftops, uh, they were getting on top of rooftops, they were, uh, they, they were doing uh, measurements of the sun to understand solar access and solar radiance. And there were a lot of manual calculations that go into that too. As technology has allowed us to speed up and become more efficient in those processes, it's become really important for organizations to 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 stay abreast of that new technology and use it because their competitors competitors are doing so. So uh, so you're finding that what used to take maybe four hours and a week of scheduling is now taking minutes. And and we're really talking, I know we'll get in a little bit into AI and some of the technology that we're deploying right now, but we're really talking about a, a 3D model that can be generated in less than 60 seconds. So it's really important to keep up with technology, I believe, because over, again, over the, the past 10, 10 to 20 years, we've seen such advancement that if, if you're not keeping up with that technology, you're missing out on minutes hours and even days yeah i 
Corey, to that, I think you make a great point because, you know, even even five, six years ago when I was still in college, um, you know, we, you know, when we would do, uh, you know, like our own versions of like site surveys and get out there and try and like model shading. We had this little like little tool and uh, we put this piece of paper basically like in this plastic mm -hmm. dome yeah. and you would point it around or you'd face it north and you'd have like shading basically from the trees that you'd have to like manually sketch out. Um, so, you know, you mentioned AI as like one of the big, uh, you know, tools that you guys are deploying. And, you know, I feel like AI is a buzzword, you know, uh, you know, with, with how like relevant it's gotten, but you guys, you know, Aurora has, you know, a true real AI platform that, uh, is incorporated. So, um, you know, can you, can you dive in, you know, Morgan or Corey, can you dive into Aurora a little bit more and, and talk to us about like, how how does Aurora really simplify the process? You know, if you are a consultant or a design engineer, you know, what what makes the platform so much easier to use versus like, you know, any other platform or going out in the field and manually sketching trees? <laughs> That's such a flex though, right? Because I used to like just ask Connor, hey, what's the pitch of this? And he can just like look at it. But oh, now yeah. it it very much <laughs> is better to be automated because then no one's bothering other people. <laughs> I had the same, I was going to say, Connor, I had the same story and I've kept it. I've, I've kept it as like, if I put in a museum someday of solar technology, when I started uh, at Solar City back then, they gave me a, you know, a clear, a clear piece of like laminated paper, you know, what you put on those projector screens in middle school and high school, <laughs> and it had different root pitches on it. So what you would do is you'd pull up Google Street View and you would hold up the, the laminated sheet of paper to the picture on your screen and try to match the roof pitch based on it. I mean, I, I just, I can't help but laugh when I think about how outdated that was at the time and then what we ended up doing. And again, I, my first day in a row, I was like, this is incredible. Why was I using a silly piece of paper for the last year and a half? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll take the, I'll take that question, you know, having said that. So Aurora is, is an end-to-end -end based design tool. It's all web-based. So we are truly a software product at our core software as a service, the SaaS industry. Um, but it's interesting because we tow that line between being a SaaS product and being a solar product. And I think it's kind of what Corey was saying is a beautiful marriage of, of talent in our team and also experience. And so, you know, at the core of the product, we offer solar professionals the ability to accurately model um, a site or a rooftop, place their solar panels, look at shade, look at the pitch, uh, and we do that by processes with LIDAR and other sort of technology like we mentioned with AI. So what's been more exciting in the past few years was when we started as a, a key design platform and a core design platform, the roof modeling was our bread and butter. And it still is, it remains, I think, what we're still the best at today. But since then, we've kind of, if you think of the funnel, we've gone in both directions of the sales funnel. So we have the marketing side now. We have a new product called Lead Capture AI, where it's a widget that lives on a customer's website. And the homeowner can actually interact with Aurora AI and see a live model of their home in 3D, plus what a you know, superimposed version of panels would look like based on their energy offset. So it's running all of these variables together, and that simplifies the marketing end. Then you get you know, that core Aurora product, we're moving left to right here, you get that core Aurora product uh, that shows the design mode, our sales mode that we'll get into as well. And then you'll actually take uh, the end side of it, the plan set part. So we go from designing and selling within Aurora, getting your homeowner to agree and to sign a contract with us to creating a plan set 
Uh, and now we actually offer battery plan sets and stamps, engineering stamps as well. So by taking all sides of that funnel, um, we're able to really simplify the process and Aurora becomes this holistic solution. We don't just provide design anymore. We provide the marketing end, the operational end, and our homeowners uh, you know, get to interact with Aurora at every side of the process because the solar installer uses us through the entire funnel. So that's how we've decided to simplify the game and, and make it even more intuitive for our customers. Yeah, and I can see from the solar installer at, uh, side of things, it's all in one screen. So when historically it's been multiple screens and a spreadsheet here and there and, you know, photos over here, um, now it is all in one screen with this platform, which again is a massive time saver for everyone involved. Um, so Corey, how is Aurora Solar with all that you guys are doing and all of the inner innovation that you guys have, like Morgan just explained, um, how is Aurora Solar contributing to the overall future of solar energy? Uh, yeah, I think Aurora really has proven to be an industry leader uh, for solar sales and design. Um, our CEO, Chris Hopper, he's one of the, one of our co-founders. Uh, he was recently featured in an article uh, by Fortune and a quote from the article read, nearly 77% of homeowners either have solar panels on their homes or are interested in purchasing solar. So um, the Aurora Solar Industry Snapshot Report uh, also showed a, a nearly 40% year-over-year increase in residential solar projects across the U.S. in 2022. Uh, so solar isn't slowing down and, and neither is technology. And in many ways, uh, Aurora software helps make solar more accessible. Um, getting a quote should be easy and, and, and an honest process between the sales rep and the homeowner. Um, a salesperson should be informative and, and consultative and, and consultative. And I think that uh, Aurora really helps the industry experts look uh, like trustworthy, honest uh, individuals because they, they the platform allows them to, through its ease of use, to, to really understand what they're selling and be confident in what they're selling. Um, so the more that uh, we enable uh, installers to design and sell accurately and confidently, the, the more solar we'll see on homes across the U.S. and the world. Um, it also, I think, it allows us the opportunity to uh, to filter out what's capable and what's not capable. So when when I started in the solar industry, I often was told that only 20%, this is again 10, 10 years ago, but only 10% uh, of homes can actually have solar on them. Through technology advances, that that's changed a lot. So we can, for example, we used to not see solar panels on the north face of a home. Um, now we actually do in certain geographies, depending on your latitude. So um, Aurora gives us the ability to model every square inch of a rooftop and really calculate on an interval interval basis what solar access will be for that home. And there may, it may actually make sense to put panels in locations that we weren't able to 10 years ago. So I think Aurora Solar is really contributing to the ability to uh, the ability to capture more than the, the share that we saw in the past of homes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, industry feedback that, you know, we hear pretty consistently is, you know, is related to, you know, you know, how high soft costs are within the industry, whether that's, you know, at the beginning of the sales funnel or, you know, post, you know, post sale into the operations period with like permitting and everything like that. Um, you know, and I think, right, you know, I, having, having your solution, you know, 
all within one place, right? I think really helps to obviously, you know, uh, be able to model, like you said, more homes, uh, give just greater greater access uh, or give homes greater access to, you know, solar technology. But I also think it also does help reduce kind of overall, you know, you know, costs for, uh, you know, the, the actual installers, right? You know, instead of, like Marie said, having four or five different programs or design services pulled up, you know, theoretically, you could have your entire funnel built into one platform and, you know, the amount of uh, extra time spent, you know, going between those platforms, I mean, that adds up and your solution is, is a great, you know, or your software is a great solution to that. Um, but I'd love to talk a little bit about AI. So AI is such a hot topic these days. We've got ChatGPT, we've got Google <laughs> Bard, we've got like, I feel like every company out there is talking about AI. Um, so, you know, Corey or Morgan, um, I'd love one of you to just talk a little bit about Aurora and like its implementation of AI, because I feel like it's one of the few softwares out there that truly does use AI. Yeah, I can, I can take this one, Morgan. I think, um, yeah, yeah and, and certainly Morgan has a lot of familiarity with, with the development of this particular product, um, as do I. We, we actually launched AI about two years ago, about a year and a half ago. Um, but uh, but the product itself was actually uh, in development uh, probably six years ago, uh, six six and a half years ago, um, and so it takes it takes a really long time to get it right. But at the core of the Aurora platform is accuracy. Time and time again, our customers tell us it's all about accuracy. We come to Aurora for accuracy. There are a lot of reasons that that customers stay with Aurora, and, and we're glad. To, to, we're we're going to continue to pursue those those um, those value adds, but accuracy is at the core. So in order to get it right, we really had to take our time. But today we offer a, a, a platform, a solution that in many cases, so this is dependent on imagery and lidar availability. We can allow uh, U.S.-based customers uh, and soon uh, Europe-based customers to uh, to pick a map. Uh, excuse me, pick a, an address, um, place a tile uh, that so so they can actually identify the house that they'd want to model, and then launch the AI to to draw a 3D model within 30 seconds uh, using the AI. And oftentimes it's much faster than that. I mean, in, in your GRNE is currently using AI. And I'm sure that uh, that Connor would agree that oftentimes it's done in, in less than 10 seconds. Um, but uh, what we're doing here is we're building a model that would generally take a human 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, and although in some cases, human designers are definitely needed, and certainly there are a lot of human designers that are better than AI, the AI is continuing to improve in such a way that, uh, that those two are becoming on par with each other. Um, in circumstances where our AI does not render an image that's usable or, or rejects the available data, of course, we do have a 24-7 service where human designers can jump in and, and build that model for you. It so feels like is, that side of AI is just so forgotten, like using that for good. So my, my son and I have a five-year-old. He and I were playing with a TikTok AI to make us into Darth Vader yesterday. Yeah. And like he was filming like the soap dispenser, the, the toilet even that turned into <laughs> R2-D2. It was amazing. And it's so easy to forget how useful and usable AI can be and how much of a 
competitive edge, really, it is with customers because they're able to see, you know, what am I getting myself into when I'm talking with a solar consultant and what will this this look like on my home? And I think that's such a great interactive tool um, to have available. And personally, I forget how powerful AI is and can be. Sorry, Connor, totally interrupted you. <laughs> no, I was going to say, this is the part of the podcast where I wish we uh, we could pull video because it'd be really cool to see, like, you know, uh, actually show like a model being built because, you know, for those of you who aren't aware um, of, or like, you know, I, I kind of paint a mental picture here, right? Like if you open up the the tool and you look at just a blank, like almost like a Google map style, um, you can basically just press a single button and then it like, it's like, it just constructs the home in real time and like builds this 3D model. And, you know, I, for me, it's super exciting because like in the past, you know, we, we used to build solar designs off of uh, just like a Google map, right? And so, you know, Google Maps, you you know, it's good to navigate around from place to place. But like if you're zooming in and you're trying to figure out, is that a tiny little vent there or like, what you know, what the heck is that? Is that a bird? Um, so like being able to like understand and like not have to go back and, you know, figure out change orders later on, like it just eliminates so many headaches. Um, so maybe we can drop something like the description here. But um, anyway, just wanted to throw my two cents in because it's really cool. So how many we, times have you guys pulled up your addresses? <laughs> well, I guess many. it'd be once, but like your childhood homes, the house yeah, you lived in college. <laughs> I've tried so to beat AI. Exactly. Oh, no way. Oh, I've tried to race it. We So we we do some road shows and, you know, I'll probably talk about them a little later, a shameless plug about Aurora going on tour, as we've been saying, but we do some road shows and we'll go and set up shop in a bar or a restaurant locally in a, a big area that we have a lot of customers in and have folks join us for for drinks and dinner and we will have games and one of them is race ai and we'll pull up an address and we'll have ai run it and then we'll have the designer who probably does this for a living you know do the same thing and the intent is not to replace that designer or make their job uh you know meaningless in any way it's to really show that they can speed up this process and be more efficient with what they're doing they can get more designs out get more proposals out talk to more people and do it with that speed and accuracy. Um, and of course, there's the the QC or QA element to it that a human touch is always uh, needed for. And we can use that to, again, to accelerate the industry, as Corey was saying. And it's, you know, it's come a long way uh, in the last two years, but it has a long way to go. Uh, you know, AI is not where you know it's not the solution that we envision long term but it's certainly the solution the best solution that's available today and it'll continue to improve one example of that is if you already have obstructions on your home such as other existing solar panels um, that was something that ai could not detect two years ago it's something that we can now detect uh, so so we'll continue to make those advancements uh, and i can't wait to see what we can do in a few years yeah, absolutely. Um, so we talked a little bit, I mean, obviously AI, we could continue on and we'll probably end up having you guys back to just talk on the subject even more. Um, and that's just a small aspect of a personalized customer experience. Morgan, you mentioned as well, when you're presenting the proposal, uh, that's also a customer experience where they can uh, be involved I, from the sales all the way into the operation side. So um, Corey or Morgan, how does Aurora provide uh, 
what are other ways that Aurora provides a personalized customer experience? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, so our, our newer product suite, it's yeah about two years old now, so maybe it's not even that new anymore, but uh, it's called sales mode and sales mode allows you to actually customize the sales experience and completely cater your sales pitch based on your market and location. Maybe the type of customer you're interacting with, it could be age, it could be um, you know, their solar IQ level, how, how many quotes have they received before? Do you really need to go into that level of detail? You can, you can customize that on the fly by using sales mode. Um, so really after you design that 3D model with AI that we talked about and identify the obstructions and everything, the sales rep just has to click a button and it really takes them into this interactive sales experience in sales mode. Um, you can add custom pages to sales mode, custom images, video links, um, you know, basically showing what you do to stand out from your competition. It's meant to be completely personalized. Uh, and so before you leave the kitchen table, you'll take that sales mode and you'll just click another button and it packages it up into this really nice web link that you send via email, or you can download a summary of the system in, in a PDF form and also send that to the customer. But the web link is interactive. So you might leave the home and that person, that homeowner is going to go and pitch this idea to their spouse and they need to talk about LIDAR and they need to talk about the shade from the, the oak tree in their backyard. And they can do that with this web proposal link. Sales reps can see how many times that homeowner has viewed the link. Sales reps can send a contract via you know, a DocuSign platform that we have integrated as well. So it's all personalized and it's fast. That's the entire intent is that it's meant to be uh, efficient and streamlined. And then a lot of people will also integrate our APIs as well. So we know that every company has the same end goal, right? Which is to get solar on a roof, but every company does that slightly differently. Everyone has their own process. And in order to really take that uh, and give people that flexibility, our API allows you to build apps and integrations with maybe your CRM or another project management platform so that you can scale and create efficient and seamless workflows. Um, so the APIs are, are very necessary for larger organizations as you grow, have teams in multiple places, locations, lots of users, things like that. Uh, so all in all, the sales mode platform helps you to create a more personalized experience um, with its its look and feel and you know exceptional results. Yeah, that was that was one of the things that um, you know with with when we initially were onboarding with Aurora and we were kind of you know getting everything set up. Uh, that was one of the things that like really stood out to me because like over the past you know eight to nine months, ten months now almost, um, we've kind of been like reinvigorating and kind of building out like a, a solid tech stack. Um, you know, before we kind of were, you know, we were all over the place. We used something over here and another thing over there. Uh, and we weren't like, everything wasn't really like synced up into a real like stack of, of, you know, programs that we use. So that was one of the things that like really stood out to me is, you know, especially for an organization like, for, like ours, where we're like, we're, we're starting to grow, grow, grow. Um, it's interesting to me that, you know, or it, it was great to me that, you know, we can basically have all of this data pulled from Aurora right into something like, you know, Salesforce CRM um, to just make that process so much easier and make all that data more transparent to all of our team members. And I mean, there's an infinite amount of benefits to, to having easily accessible data in, in today's, uh, you know, day and age. So, um, yeah, that was I really like that. Yeah, I mean, we expect things to operate with the click of a button, right? I mean, almost everything you do inside of your smartphone is operated by a single click and that's all through API. And when you start to get into the weeds of it, you realize how important it is to have 
your solar also operating like that. People expect you to operate at the same speed and we want to keep up with that. And that's how Aurora is also advancing, you know, a lot of the industry. Some of the areas from the solar installer perspective is um, areas that slow down the process. So we're talking a lot about what speeds it up. And then if we look at what slows it down, and this is most of the time on the operations side, like local jurisdictions and AHJs and what they're mandating and what they need from solar installation, setbacks, any sort of thing like that. How does or does Sol, uh, Aurora take into account those things, the local jurisdiction rules or regulations, um, even in set from the incentive side of things, does how does that get incorporated when developing the system layout and then also maybe even the the contract? This is definitely an area where Aurora and, and our entire platform has received a, a major upgrade in the very recent past. Um, so as you alluded to, there are a number of jurisdictions in this country, uh, both uh, that includes local, state, and, um, and, and, and certainly the numbers are in the tens of thousands in terms of different jurisdictions. Um, it's, it's difficult as an installer uh, to to understand those uh, those regulations, but also to, to keep track of those regulations as they, they're constantly changing, just like the um, legislation around around um, rates, utility rates is, is another one that's very difficult. Um, so we, we've oftentimes heard over uh, the, the, the past decade that um, we really need help understanding the, this new jurisdiction, this this new rule, this new regulation. We need we need to know what the fire setbacks are. Uh, we need to know um, how many panels we can we can place around this particular um, uh, object. Uh, so we put together uh, very recently uh, an AHJ, uh, so authorities having jurisdiction, uh, database in Aurora that. Um, at first was really designed as a, as a post-sale resource so that uh, installers could access that to find contact information for jurisdictions, for example, um, or to find the setback requirements that we've, that we've, that we've discovered on our end. And it became clear, especially when we talk about automation and, uh, and API uh, connections, it really became clear that if the data exists, it makes sense for Aurora to apply that data rather than, than than you all as installers having to do it yourself. Now, certainly you can still go in and you can set uh, custom setbacks. So you can go in and you can set rules uh, that apply to every one of your projects. Uh, sometimes we see this in, in certain markets where the the setbacks are very aggressive and there are a lot of rejections. Um, but for a lot of our customers, especially those that are, that are using our, our post-sale uh, plan set service, um, they're actually applying the, uh, the database, the database uh, setbacks automatically and Aurora is doing that for them. So you have the control with Aurora to determine whether or not you're, you're setting those setbacks as defaults or you're allowing us to, to set those uh, setbacks using what we have in our database. And you can certainly still access that database at any time. And do you guys have a full team that is researching that on a consistent basis or do you use like a third party to pull that information in? 
we get so much of the data that comes into Aurora is uh, is layered on top of the models that we build, and it's also very important. So we talk about LIDAR, we talk about imagery, uh, near map imagery. Um, we pulled uh, rate utility rates. We we pull this information from both third parties and also from internal sources. Um, so there are a number of, of ways we could answer that. Um, but the 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 end result is we're we're trying to access the, the the highest quality data available for our customers on a regular basis. So we'll pull it from wherever it makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um. Yeah, that's so that's that's interesting. Um, you know, with with where with where the solar industry is today, right? I mean, Corey, compared to when you started in the industry, even compared to like five years ago, um, you know, I feel like the the software or the solar development software wasn't like you know a, a huge industry compared to what it is, you know, today. It's I feel like it's much larger. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, you know, your guys' perspective on, you know how Aurora compares to some of the other products out there. Um, you know, when we were researching, you know, uh, kind of in, initially looking at a, a new uh, tool, I think we researched, I mean, six or seven, um, and obviously, you know, one with Aurora. Um, so I'd love to hear from your perspective, like what makes Aurora a little bit more unique than some of the other competitors out there? Um, yeah, great. I can take this one if you'd like. Um, yeah, Aurora, you know, call me biased, but and maybe this is also proven, it is proven, but uh, Aurora is truly the best in class. We are the industry leader for design and accuracy, and we continue to build and grow and want to become the industry leader for the sales side of it as well. So a couple of things that started to set us apart in our early days, you know, 2017, 2018, was our first round of NREL validations from the National Renewable Energy Laboratory. They basically took Aurora and overlaid it to on-site measurements and said, Aurora is as accurate as if you were to go on site and take a tape measure with, you know, a very small uh, margin of error, about seven centimeters in most cases, which is remarkable for it being completely remote. So that transformed what people could do from the comfort of their own office, right? You don't have to travel to the site and spend countless hours and a lot of opportunity costs doing that. So our NREL validation made a huge difference. We've also been assessed against, you know, kind of the age old tools like PV system, PV saw with another validation report that shows that our production simulations are um, you know, more accurate. The shading analysis was also validated by NREL. So, you know, gone are the days of using a Solmetric Sunai and climbing up on a roof, having to get insurance to get on the roof, having to get, you know, uh, drill in that eye bolt and do all of these things just to get the same measurements that we can do with Aurora's Irradiance engine. So it is all proprietary and it's been validated by NREL. So that set us apart very early. I'll also mention that LIDAR was huge. When we implemented LIDAR, we were the first to do it. Uh, and it has it has transformed the way that we can see the height of a tree in the backyard, the pitch of the roof, uh, you know, and also transformed the AI for us. So, you know, that's the that's the feature side of it. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, what else sets us apart. And that has to be, you know, Corey's side of customer success, our support teams, our enablement teams. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I think there's at least 200 people in this company that are committed to the success of our customers day in and day out whether it's Corey who focuses on the strategic side of our accounts and making sure that people like GRNE feel not only supported, but we talk about ways to leverage different parts of Aurora to our support team that maybe you get a rep in the field that's just like, I can't remember how to do X, Y, Z. And they just email our support. You can chat with our support in the app. 
um, and we'll get back to you almost almost instantly in many cases. And then you have your onboarding and enablement teams. I know we spent a lot of time with our good colleague Jason when Journey started up with us, and we were able to spend weeks of our time configuring the account, making sure that it met expectations. So in all, when you have so many support resources on the back end, you can ensure that your customers are successful um, and that your success is, is our success as well. So it's not just about the features at the end of the day, it's about how you present yourself to the industry. Uh, we'll be at RE Plus this year as well. Uh, so lots of things that we do to differentiate ourselves other than just trying to be you know, a feature-based software platform. That's I would incredible. Oh, go ahead, Corey. I would just throw out that um, Empower is on August 16th. Oh, yes. uh, it, it's complimentary, uh, so so there's there's no cost to join. You, there's but there is a limit on space, so you do have to reserve a spot in advance. Um, and it is so much fun. We just we we hear from industry leaders. We we really focus on certain topics. So if if anyone wants to learn a little bit about Aurora, this is the best time of year to do it. Um, again, August sixteenth in Power twenty twenty three. Um, I'll throw one more plug on top of that. I hear that the uh, the twelve o'clock to one p.m. Pacific time session on August 16th is going to be particularly interesting, not because I'm speaking in it, but I just heard it's going to be really cool. <laughs> We're so excited. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. <laughs> no problem. Um, so, so oh, go no. ahead, Ray, sorry. I'm just interrupting everyone today. Here we go. <laughs> so excited. Connor. Yeah, I'm just ready to go. Go ahead, Connor. <laughs> um, no, yeah, all good, all good. So, um, you know, I, I know we, we've kind of highlighted, you know, the, the growth of, of Aurora. We've, uh, you know, it, you know, tied obviously to the growth of the solar industry, you know, over the years here. Um, you know, you guys went from, you know, a, you know, that small kind of Silicon Valley startup to, you know, having a huge workforce, you know, employed, employed at your company. Um, with that, right, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the impact of Aurora on, you know, the, um, you know the 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 amount of you know amount of people you know you represent right i mean you if you have a a team uh that you're you know you're you're working with um or you know just in general right how many how many people or how many um organizations do you guys you know represent throughout the company it, it seems like your presence has really grown um yeah the last metric that we've posted publicly on linkedin this is how i found this uh was that we actually have about 80 percent of the top 75 U.S. residential solar companies using Aurora, uh, which is remarkable um, just to, to understand that reach. And of course, a lot of the uh, those top players, they're very large organizations, right? Some have thousands of people that are using Aurora day in and day out. Um, and so we uh, we really benefit from their knowledge. And I think, you know, Corey can probably speak to what has been designed more globally. We actually track a lot of our metrics, the number of projects uh, that have been simulated versus rather, you know, the 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 company. So I'll let Corey take that second half. Yeah, I I think um, it's, so. It's certainly, solar installers are are, are make are, are the eighty percent of our of our of our customer base. But there there's a growing um, secondary market, uh, if 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 we can call it that. And and they're certainly not second in our hearts. We we're really excited to have them, but. We're really starting to hear from organizations like roofers, um, tree trimmers, um, 
HVAC installers, energy efficiency installers, uh, organizations that really see value in being able to look at a property without going to the property, um, build it up into a 3D model, and then uh, and then determine uh, whether or not there's something they can a service or a product that they can provide to that customer base. So we're really starting to see a growing secondary market uh, that is, is super exciting. And I think it, it's going to lead to opportunities for Aurora to, um, you know, to, to continue. Of course, we'll continue to, to, to support and, and be the, the be at the forefront of the solar industry, but uh, but really to look at other ways that we can add uh, products and SKUs to our to our uh, to our suite. And um, now I can't remember what I was going to ask. It was a secondary question, really off script here. Um, but I'll go back onto the script. <laughs> um, how many solar projects have been designed globally? You'd say using the Aurora platform. We we surpassed 10 million projects. Um, oh wow! Jeez. Um, so that was close to the end of 2022. Um, I think what's maybe more interesting and more, more exciting is more than half of that was generated in the past two years. So when you look at our, tra our trajectory, the number of projects created by our customers, uh, it's, it's really exponential. Uh, and and we're, we're seeing such rapid growth that, that at some point we'll... Um, who who knows where that stops being exponential, but uh, but right now we're seeing it double in, in in about two years, and so at some point we'll we'll you know we'll see a little little bit of a leveling off. But I mentioned this earlier, we we are expanding into Europe now, so um, so certainly not not abandoning the U.S. in in any way. Uh, but there's a there's a, there's a market in Germany that's growing rapidly, and we've decided that we'd like to be a part of that. So, um, so so that's that's coming very soon. That's awesome. Have you guys ever considered or talked through other industries to help out, or do you currently have any organizations that aren't solar based, but they do? any you know roofers or even just utility support of some sort absolutely yeah absolutely roofing is i think if if we there were there are a number of of, of use cases for aurora that we're starting to see things that we we didn't even think of um, yeah originally you know I, i've heard of, of of real estate agents looking at ways they can you know use the 3d model um, but the roofing is probably the one that stands out the most. So roofers are certainly taking a strong look at Aurora. And it makes a lot of sense. I think um, um, over the last few years, we've started to see a lot of, of diversification in certain industries. And, and, and one of those diversifications is roofers are really looking at adding solar or have, have begun adding solar to their, uh, to their services. Uh, so you're already on the roof building, you know, putting up new shingles. Why not install solar, install solar panels while you're at it? Um, yeah. So we're seeing a lot of roofers who are, who are looking at it, but there are a lot of benefits to their core business as well uh, to, to using Aurora. Uh, so, so, you know, being able to measure the roof, being able to um, uh, understand any, any, uh, any trees or anything that could, could uh, drop elements on the roof is really important for a roofer to understand what kind of, product to put on your roof. Yeah, that's a really good point. 
Yeah, there's also a, a subset of the education space that we have supported for many years. Um, the Department of Energy holds a, uh, gosh, it may have changed the name of it, so apologies if this is incorrect, but it's kind of district solar cup um, or, you know, some version of that with, you know, university students. And we actually provide the licenses uh, for of Aurora to these students to design solar. So we're beginning at almost like a grassroots level of this industry, getting young graduates interested in the space and, you know, encouraging them to enter into careers in renewable energy um, by using our platform uh, and, you know, our sister company Helioscope as well. So that's exciting. And then our, you know, our social impact groups are continuing to look at ways to leverage the, the education space um, and other maybe not uh, full service solar installers uh, and see how they would want to use Aurora long term too. I love that. I love the hands-on. I feel like, I mean, I was in school so many years ago, but I feel like things have turned to so much more hands-on and just way more like principles into practice. And it's like the practice side of things that, that, you know, we're getting people to do. And the more and more we can get people involved in the industry is, is just amazing and just how rapidly it's grown. Um, so Morgan, Corey, thank you guys so much for joining us today, talking through the Aurora platform. Uh, some of the high points that you guys mentioned, I will, we will add links below, um, in the show notes. And is there anywhere that we can direct people to either find you guys or find out more about Aurora? I, I can give the, the sales plug here, of course. Um, so you can visit <laughs> it on our website. <laughs> uh, so aurorasolar.com is the way to find us. Uh, you can request a demo, look at our feature set from there, um, and then you'll be connected with a member uh, from my team that is specific and local to your geography. So our uh, team is experts within various geographic territories and the policies around them. A great example of that is NEM3. Uh, in, in California, our team working out there is is helping people leverage Aurora in creative ways after the passing them three things like that. So you'll be connected with someone that is an expert and then eventually you'll get to meet someone like Corey as you become a customer. But you can find us online, our social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook as well. Anything about Aurora Solar and we should pop up. Perfect. Well, thank you guys again so much for joining us. Uh, and this was another episode of What's Up. What's up?